I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You guys, welcome back to one of our uh, episodes, one of our interview episodes of yes. Pig Royalty. And we are very excited to have the lovely, the talented, the cheatastic, the cheatastic, the cheaterific, the cheaterific, not only Michelle Bolero, but her lovely sister, Joy Pepper. Yeah, I'm her sister. Michelle, and as we could, the pig mother. The pig mother. Pig mother, Joy, Joy Pepper. Pepper. Michelle Bolero and Joy Pepper. You guys, this is so exciting. Y'all, if you could see her, if you're not on the video, uh, they are on a background of cheetah because of course they, they are. They look gorgeous. <laughs> they both have like the perfect blush. They, had makeup their, looks they great. did their makeup today. We're we're looking like we've been in prison for a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. We uh-huh. do our makeup every day. I see that. It got humid today in California. My hair is not cooperating, but we're doing our best. Y'all, thank you so much for, I know it's getting real hot probably by now in Texas. 106. Shit. I I am not missing that. Um, So we're just going to jump into this. First question that I think I just want to know is, how? How did y'all get involved in this show? And how did you become pig royalty? Yes. (laughs) So about nine years ago, there was a flyer, um, a casting call in a men's restroom, and my husband stumbled. <laughs> she it was in there. Yeah, I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my husband stumbled across it, and he's always a jokester. And he said they're looking for a Texas family that raises swine. So I reached out, and it took you know, several months and I get a call from someone from New York and it was actually um, Peacock Productions and they uh, said, hey, you know, we're interested, you know, so we had to go through all that audition, doing a Zoom. I don't think it was Zoom, but I mean, doing a phone interview, sending pictures of the family. And so they're like, okay, we want you guys. And so we did a pre-reel and a pilot and it did not make episode. And so you fast forward nine years And someone that was on set with us uh, decided that Animal Planet wanted us. And so 
um, they reached out to us through Facebook and this, this is where we are. And so at that time, two of my oldest daughters have already graduated from college, you know, moved out on their own. Um, the baby has not had not graduated yet from college. We were still helping um, some individuals in our barn, but not to the extent of when my girls were showing because it was every weekend, every single day. Yeah. And they're like, right. They're like, make it happen. And I'm a mover and a shaker. So I made it happen. And so um, I help with the casting, putting the cast together. Uh, I help with the planning. And that's where we are today. Cool. And, then, and d- now did what? So backtracking a little bit, when did when did pigs into your life? Like, did you, Joy Pepper, did, were you showing pigs? Is this a lineage or did, or was no, Michelle I showing was, young? I was not showing pigs, but Michelle's brother was showing pigs and he did quite well in the pig arena. And uh, actually when showmanship, I believe it's San Antonio. No, but, not San Antonio, girl. But anyway, you know, and so it started there and then, when McCall came home from school when she was eight, third grade and eight, third grade, she came home and she told her mom that she, you know, wanted to show pigs. So that's where it started, you know, originally. It originally started from there. So McCall, so McCall started, and then the other girls said, "Well, well we're going to do this right. too." Right. Well, we just real we we realized. Um, the, the foundation that 4-H and FFA gives these children and yeah. life lessons that they will use yeah. the rest of their life. And so we knew that it was a project that's a family project. Whereas if you, if the, cause the kids did dance, the kids did pageants, the kids did cheerleading, you know, you're kind of split. One goes here, one goes there, but with, with showing animals, it really takes everyone involved, cleaning the barns, going to shows, you know, it, you're, you're all helping each other. So um, it was a project that we felt that, um, you know, we could do all together. And, and you I kind of combined those. I'm sorry, I'm go sorry. ahead. I go was ahead. very much involved with the support aspect at that time. Well, I don't even think now I've cleaned a barn. I'm not cleaning that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, Miss Joy getting into the barn is, no. is you can tell. No. <laughs> I'll walk them and as long as that's all I have to do, I'm not going to mess with their anal glands or anything like that. You don't clean up their, you don't, you don't claim the pee sack or the pee pockets or pee pocket. No, no, No. she won't, she won't drain that. No, No, she won't drain the pee pocket. No. No. And is that where the, cause it is interesting. I I mean, I knew the girls did pageants because I, my cousins did pageants. Like I just knew. And so I knew, so that doesn't surprise me, but I think what is, what was it like that you kind of bring in this pageant aspect to showing the pigs? Like when the girls were younger and they just started showing pigs with, as we say, I'm like, oh, we love toddlers and tiaras. So that show that they call it full glitz, full glitz, like were people just staring at y'all like you lost your damn mind and full <laughs> glitz showing pigs or what well, was the reaction? Well, I went, you know, of course it was age appropriate. So when they were yeah, yeah, yeah. to wear makeup, then, you know, which was like sixth grade, I mean, we gradually, you know, groomed them to where they were full makeup by the time they, they hit high school, but they always knew that, um, you know, I was very big on 
you know, their clothes being wrinkled. All their clothes were ironed. I didn't let them wear t-shirts. They had to have a bow in their hair. I mean, I had a lady that made <laughs> clothes that everything matched. And so, I mean, it was gradual. They always were called the bling girls because they always had something on bling. I mean, their rhinestone belts, their jeans, or, yeah. or, or even their hair bow and their earrings. And so yeah. I just, and, and, you don't have to shop at Nordstrom's to dress like that. You can go to Ross, you can go to Marshall's. I mean, it's just yeah. all about your presentation. And so, um, you know, totally. and it was a struggle, you know, when the girls were younger and the pig feed cost a lot of money. The pigs cost a lot of money, yeah. the traveling cost. And it was, it was a family contribution, if you will, because we have struggled just like, everyone else but yeah, yeah you know the big thing is we continued to get up and go to work every day and you know contribute to the community so those things were most important and the things we wanted to instill in the girls yeah um i've quick question about i know we talked about bling but where did the branding of cheetah come from where where did you say I want? We are going to be. This is our brand. This is our lifeblood. Joy Pepper, did you have a dream and woke up in the middle of the night and you said that's it? Well, it started uh, years ago. My parents. I was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, and okay. my parents. I can called, hear it. Yes. <laughs> oh no, you can't. You southern got southern draw. Yeah. So my parents own fabric stores, quite a few fabric stores in Alabama. So like Michelle's girls were brought up in the pig business, I was brought up in the textile industry. Mm. So we would go to New York and, and, you know, just, you know, to purchase fabrics for our, our stores and everything. And cheetah was available or I would call it leopard. So I always had a, um, you know, just a, a, a fondness to that. So started there. Michelle did dress in some cheetah in high school, but then over the years, it's become more prominent for all of us. And of course, the styles have changed and it's, uh, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. Right. You, I love that. You mentioned Michelle in high school I want to know what Michelle was like in high yeah, school. Yeah, give us the dirt. <laughs> I was a good girl. Were you not a woohoo girl? <laughs> Michelle was a good girl. But. <laughs> but. But. One night when she was out with a friend and uh, a girl, girlfriend, and um, they were supposed to be home at midnight and they weren't. So <laughs> the girl's mother called me. So she came to my house. And so when Michelle and her friend, won't mention any names, walked through the door, we both slapped them, you know, <laughs> as they came in the in the door because it was disrespectful that we had worried and they weren't home on time. So that's, that's, that's probably the extent of it. I mean, she did her normal high school jobs with her first job, I believe, was at Burger King. Burger King. Flipping oh, Burger. yeah. Flipping Burgers. So, and then she went on to, uh, she and I owned a resume business. And staffing service. And staffing nice. company. And then we sold that. And 
There's I had a convertible. I was the yeah. only one in high school. It, it was, was a red, red. LeBaron. Oh, of course. Oh, she, thought, she thought she was hot cheetah shit. <laughs> hot cheetah So, but Michelle, like, has Michelle as a kid, like, I think Michelle, I, I honestly, I relate to it as a kid. I know Jake does too. Like, we always felt like we were too big for our small town sometimes. We just wanted to live life big. Yeah. Michelle, were you always that way? No, not really. I don't think so. I mean, she had goals and our family is very entrepreneurial, you know, driven. And so, you know, she always wanted more, not personally, but she just knew that there was something out there, something in her future that she should be doing. And she would have to find that passion, which she did. And that was with hospice. Yeah, because yeah. that's what. Tell us about that, because that's what you you were you were doing uh, hospice care. You right? still are, aren't you? Yeah. Well, yes, yes. Um, well, actually, a, a little back history there is. Yeah, um, I was actually, that. I was actually in nursing school in '94. I dated my husband. He's four years older. I dated him all through high school, so he was already out of high school when I met him when I was a freshman. And um, when I graduated, we knew that we were going to get married and we were going to have a big Catholic wedding, get married in the church. Um, and then um, I was going to go to nursing school. I mean, I wanted to be a nurse since I was a little girl. And um, unfortunately, you know, we can't always, um, you know, pick the cards that were dealt. Mm-hmm. And I was in my first semester of nursing school. My dad lived in Alabama. He was 41. And he was diagnosed with terminal cancer and had a month to live. Mm. He actually um, lived seven weeks. And between um, planning a big wedding and nursing school, I felt it was too much for me at the time. And that Mm -hmm. with my dad passing, I didn't feel that I was strong enough to deal with death and dying through through nursing school. Um, And so um, I pulled out. And then we decided um, to start a family and I had two miscarriages before my call. And then, you know, I had the girls and the girls are 11 months apart. So it's mm-hmm. McCall, Michaela and the McKenzie. And then I think it was when Michaela, I decided I wanted to go back to school. And so I went to private Catholic school here in San Antonio and got my undergrad and then went to school. I, I had no ambition to go to grad school, but my GPA was so high, you know, they are like, have you thought about grad school? Yeah. And so I went to grad school all while working and raising the girls. And then um, I've been in hospice for 15 years and that's my calling. That is my passion. I sit with people that have no family uh, that are homeless until they take their last breath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's very challenging, but I, but I love it. And I actually want to go back to school. Um, I actually am going to, I need microbiology and then I can apply for nursing school and it's a 14 month program. I want to go back to school because I don't want to be, so right now I'm a community, I'm a director of marketing, but I'm basically a community liaison and mm-hmm. I, I like the contacts with the family. I like the contacts with the patients. I like that hands-on. And mm-hmm. so um, that's. We, that's awesome. I can see you're so passionate about it. And you, you can tell, like, I'm a, I've been a teacher my whole life. And mm-hmm. so that's something I love. And I can see when someone else is passionate about something. 
So that's very inspiring. And yeah. you're right. You, you, you are called to do something like that. And it's important. And it feels like, a, and it feels like it's your calling and it's very important. Right. So that's great. I mean, my father passed away in January from cancer and I, I moved home to Oklahoma to take care of him. So right. I get it. And I mean, we were, we went down to MD Anderson. That's where he got his care. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, they have, I didn't know this by the great, we, he was stuck in Ardmore and we couldn't get in Oklahoma, couldn't get him. And we finally got him out and we got him in, which was not a great facility, but we got him in MD Anderson. It's one of the best palliative care in the yes. world. And it was, it, so what you're doing, I know firsthand by just, you know, as watching my father take his last and going through that process and how much easier that makes it, it truly makes the world of difference. So God bless you for that. Thank wow. you. Thank you. So anyway, but what, where do we go now? No, sorry. She said, she said, she said that she was thinking about going back to school. What do you, for, uh, you said you were going to get your, your, my your, RN. Your, my your RN. RN. And so. Mm-hmm. Because now you've got your, you've kind of got an empty nest. You've, uh, so what's, that's, it's so, I love that the, that you guys have instilled that in the girls of go out and get your education. Um, because it's, it's such, so interesting. You learn so much about the world and it becomes, you're just, you're just much more of a broader person. Uh, well, like I but, tell the girls, no one can take your education away from you. There you go. That's, and yeah. so Mackenzie graduates on Saturday. So I will officially, so Michaela and Mackenzie have an associates, but then they all three will have bachelor's degrees after, after Saturday. Great. That's great. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers, Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No, the doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. 
They looked like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies. We've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of MeUndies? It's on MeUndies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining 
to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Can we talk about the biggest additions besides Miss Joy Pepper here of season two, the That's stars of The Vices? Oh, The Vices. <laughs> they are a hoot. We love those kids. We They're love all... those kids too. And I'm sorry they live in Austin, Texas, but it's very <laughs> fitting for them to live in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I mean, I, I love them, and I say this, they, bless y'all's hearts because they don't know what the hell they're doing they in there. Trying, they were trying. They were learning. <laughs> they're learning. But and you know what? The girls didn't know what they were doing either. We didn't know true. what we didn't know what, what they were doing as trial and error. You have to start somewhere. You know, yeah. Nugget well, didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, but those, but the kids, they're all, all of they're them. They're so innocent. They're, they are they're, like sponges. You, and but yes. they're so you can tell when they'd be interviewed on camera that they were so authentic. Oh yeah, you never thought like they were performing. Those were no, just those not. kids. Those are just those kids. I mean, they are. And that Dylan. Oh my gosh, that's the sweetest yeah, child I've sure. ever met. Um. So what's the what is the next step for you guys? Let's see. Oh, yeah. You got it. Sorry, we froze for a we second. We froze for a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> I do want to ask. I can't imagine the 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 stuff that Dylan Vice said that made the cutting room floor. Because <laughs> I bet that kid talks so much. You know, he really doesn't. But his sensitivity, I mean, you can, you know, not see him in a week or so. And the first thing he does is comes up and hugs you and says, I love you so much. I've missed you so much. So what have you been doing lately? You know, <laughs> or what have you cooked? Dylan and I have a, a an affinity for baking, cooking. Yes. Oh. So he's in the kitchen a lot with me. Oh, what are you known for, Joy Pepper? What is your dish? What is your your baking dish? Press leche. Carrot cake. Carrot oh, choice leche. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Carrot cake. Carrot cake. Oh, good carrot cake is hard to find. Like, oh, you come that, to Texas and we'll make you some carrot cake. We'll, do, oh, we'll, we'll visit. I will eat it. Jake gets very scared around cake because he won't stop eating it. I'm a big cake person and I just, I I have to be portioned out. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll just. What's your favorite? My favorite is probably, I love lemon curd cake. Um, I love, I love any kind of good chocolate cake. I do love it, but I, I do, love, I do love Trace Leche. I love Trace Leche. I make a fabulous homemade fudge chocolate Ooh, cake. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Mackenzie, Mackenzie says the angels sing when you yeah, eat she, it. Yeah, Mackenzie <laughs> says she hears the angels sing, so she calls it the angel food cake. Oh, <laughs> what I have a question. What it, what are family gatherings like at the Boleros? Because you've got this. This is Roy. Roy is you know he is he he is kind of 
He's around all these women with these strong personalities. Bless his heart. Your, all of your daughters. Uh, I, I don't. And, and McCall in interviews seems more like her father yes. than yeah. But but Michaela and Mackenzie are quite outspoken and they like to make their opinions known. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. But but that makes them strong leaders. Yes, yes. I mean, they well, are. I, I will say sometimes, I, I, maybe it's just different with daughters too, because daughters and mothers, because I could get away more with my dad than my mom. But sometimes they'll smart back to you. And I'm like, I don't care if I am 43 years old. My mom would smack me in the face. <laughs> well, you know what their new names are when they start that smart mouth is, I call them trumpets. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I say, okay, trumpet. And they know. Oh, be quiet. boy, they know now My, I was you know, they're at the ages they are. And, you know, I would say and Michelle was like this, too, from 18 to maybe 22, 23 years old. They think they're smarter than their parents, smarter yeah. than their grandparents. They think we're dinosaurs and they know everything. I think once they have children, then, <laughs> then that tone kind of changes. Yes. You realize you're not as smart as you think you are. It's yeah. all over. I did. Th- I was pretty insufferable at that age. Oh, I started at like 11. You're I cool. was. I was awful from like 11 till now. <laughs> with my with my parents, you're still a bitch who says something. I know. You are. I'm. I. I am. Uh, no, we but- don't. We don't put up with their disrespect. They. They have boundaries, and if they do say something we feel like is disrespectful, we just say, "Okay, yeah. trumpet." But they're 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 re- and I'm gonna and they are. they are very respectful. I mean, they're they don't they're not rude in public to anybody. No. It's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I mean, I'm 49 years old and I say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Oh, me too. And mm-hmm. I was brought up that way. And my mother to this day, if we're somewhere, I mean, I, I, Birmingham, Alabama, it's not that far from South Carolina, Joy. Right. So right. the same politeness rules apply. Oh, absolutely. And if I was somewhere and I said, yeah, to someone who was older, corrected. my mother oh. would say, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. And <laughs> or the word ain't. Oh, oh we were, my god! Yeah, we never could say that. Yeah, my mother, no. my mother got on me if if we if we imitated our friends because we would have fr- yes. friends who talked a certain way. And my mother says, "My children will not talk like your friends." My, that's um, what my, my mother say. We don't talk like your cousins yeah. in sulfur. Yeah, because there's a town in Oklahoma <laughs> called Sulphur that smells like sulfur, and that's I still can't believe it smells like sulfur. It stinks. It stinks, Joy Pepper. And I, I had a cousin came to my granny's funeral, just a bolo tie, no shirt. So I'm from it. I'm from it. Okay. Shorts and boots. Exactly. Now, okay. So we we gotta ask, like, what? We, there's. There is there was a lot of drama this season on season mm-hmm. two of Pig Roll Team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like obviously stuff does make the cutting room floor. Like mm-hmm. what and I think is this your this isn't your first interview about the show, is it? It's not, no, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Um, yeah, you've been with like really important people besides us. So we appreciate <laughs> no, your No, no, y'all are no. just as important. Oh, oh, thank you. You tell that to everyone. everyone. But what <laughs> No, but what do you feel like was not shown this season that you wish was or a side that you, you know, things happen and, and you just wish people would have seen that. 
so for me, I feel um, what what all we've done for Nugget and Teresa. That's what I wish would have the back end of it. What was shown the back office. Yeah, um, gotcha. because we've we've There's done a, a lot, history. Yeah, and we've done a lot for them. And um, you know, and of course, you guys are more familiar with TV than we are. You guys are the mm-hmm. stars and everything, and there has to be that is so kind. <laughs> Well, there has to be a villain, a villain, and there has to be victims. It's just part of a villain of, and a hero. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, yeah. you're you're not far off as far as, especially with reality TV and even with scripted television. Right. The way we we have to create a narrative so yes. we can understand right. how to process the world. And there has to be a storyline. And yep. I I feel that one day. The cream will the, rise. The cream will rise. Oh, oh I like that. I thing. love it. I like it. Well, you know, write our our cheetah tell all. Cheetah tell all. <laughs> I I do feel like I think probably I'm glad that Joy you came on this because for you and also because we for you Michelle I think it's been a good season to kind of us humanize you and get to know you more having your mom there and seeing your close relationship mm-hmm. but also too like. I love the moments with you and Roy. Like, it's very clear to us. Either y'all are real good actors or y'all really do love each other still after all these years. Well, and I mean, so we I see mean, that. We do love each other. I mean, but, and there's yeah. no perfect marriage. I mean, you know, I mean, we've all, you know. But he makes you laugh. I mean, Roy. Oh, Roy he, makes he, everybody laugh. Yeah. yeah, but like he really, I feel like that's sometimes where I feel like, I feel like, you're under this, and you can totally correct me if I'm wrong, just from what I see on the show. I feel like sometimes my heart goes out to you because you feel like you're under this pressure cooker of being judged by everybody. And Absolutely. so it's kind of, who, who do I be? What do I say? And Perfect. I feel like sometimes with Roy, it's like you can just be yourself around yep. Roy. And I yeah. feel like that's what I see. And when you guys are in interviews together, I love it where when, when you guys are being interviewed, and for the one time you don't have to take the first question, and right. you just kind of let him take that and, he, and just like you're so grateful to have someone on your side and we, oh. we've noticed that and we love to watch that well it's it and it hasn't just been Roy it's been my mom it's your been mom, yeah. my stepdad it's been my brother it's been my girls it's been my girls um you know boyfriends or fiance I mean I I, I have a very very strong support system which I mean I Everybody needs that. Everybody needs that. And and I mean, I don't even know if you guys know. I mean, I almost died two years ago. It was two years in December. And I mean, I I, I, I didn't work for eight months. I mean, I, yeah. I literally was fighting for my life. And I mean, my girls were my night nurses. So my husband could go back to work. And my mom and 95-year-old grandma were my day nurses. I mean, I couldn't do anything by myself. And so, yeah. you know, I have a different perspective on family, Why? life. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm not the same person I was two years ago. Not that I was a bad person, but we always can improve. Yeah. I love, I love that you let, you mentioned your grandmother. How is Nana? How is, how is she? She's, she's not. No, she's in her last months of her life, but she's had a wonderful life. Yeah. That's, that's sad to hear, but I, it's, it's I'm great. Sorry. It's glad that you guys can have a perspective about that. She's had a wonderful life. Well, over the last six months, my mom and I have been given the strength to be able to process this. 
as oh, she, what I, we call her, her. I call her my heavenly patient right now. Mm. You know, and it's okay. I'm not sad. Yeah. I'm happy. She's happy for the most part. And, you know, so we're ready whenever she's called home. Yeah. 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 That's what we would call it um, when my, my my grandmother would say, well, when they call me home to glory. Uh, when, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. And so you guys, thank you. I will. Thank you. I will. I will. Break, I'm an ex-Catholic, so I'll break out my old rosary for y'all. Uh, and, uh, it's but, but, but we all believe in one God, so ex-Catholic, you know, you this, I mean. Now, is is there, and we know time, is there anything we didn't get to ask or like wanna... anything, say your piece, anything else? No, I mean, I, I mean do you have anything to say? No. You did join, you did, whatever you did. I don't wear red lipstick. Yeah, you don't wear red lips. I'm and sorry. Have, and I don't have red nails either. They're oh, pink. They are pink. They're pink. Yeah. But no. now, you know what? I do want to say something. So the accusations that, you know, my eye lift surgery, my nails shopping, you know, that I took money from the kids. Yeah. I work two jobs, sometimes three. And... I pay for my own stuff. I don't depend on anybody else to pay for my stuff. And and like I said, when the truth comes out, I can lay all the cards on the table. You know, my interns paid for my eye surgery. I mean, you know, you don't make money off of pig shows. I mean, no, that, that I'm, is, glad, I'm glad you said that because that's, that's something a lot of people want, you know, and my dad had that, eye, that his insurance, it will pay for it. Yeah. Uh, it was, but I think thank this you is, for that. thank you, y'all. Thank, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank yes. you. You're, you're so gracious. Y'all, it is just so joyful looking at this cheetah background. I mean, and thanks so much for talking to us. And yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. If Hopefully there'll there, be a season if, three. If there's not a season three, because Michelle, I need to know what's in that text. I need to know what's in that text. I need to know what's in that text. You teased us. I, I'll I'll I'm like, to be continued for yeah. season three. I'll tell you right now, you both are stars. You are. We oh, can't. Yeah. We can't wait to watch you. We can tell you. We we love to watch you. Just your relationship. And thank you so much for talking to y'all, Michelle Valero and Joy Pepper from Pig Royalty. This has been great. Thank you so much, thank you guys. Thank you so much for having Bye. us. Bye. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 